This is the Courtside Connect, your go-to podcast for all things Kentucky basketball and Kentucky basketball's quickest game review podcast. I'm your host, a very, very happy, excited, just very content Matt Sack right now, as always, joined by my co-host, Scott Clark. Scott, how are you doing on this very, very fine Sunday afternoon? I'm doing good. It was uh, it was a great day yesterday. It was, I literally, I... Could not, I remember telling you this at the end of the game, like I couldn't ask for one final last, like Saturday at Rupp for us. Like it was a blast, especially for me being able to go on the court and all that. Like that was, it was a great day. So yeah, I'm, I'm having a great day today. So the the people saw the missed layup because, yeah. and we, we've both seen the uh, bad end of that where we get on the court, we, we make a few shots, but of course the missed layup is all that circulates. I was actually the reason that happened this time, but we'll ignore that. But how, how was your performance? You got, you got out there for halftime. You had to see how many layups you can make in like a minute or something. It was, so the game was, I had a partner and each time I made a layup, my partner put down a puzzle piece and it was, there's only six puzzle pieces. I made a, I was 11 for 13 on my layups. I counted. I wasn't bad. I, I fine. My, I thought I was going to poop myself. My legs were like shaking the whole time. It was crazy. <laughs> but yeah, I made 11 layups. And we didn't, she didn't even put down all the puzzle pieces. I was like, really? Like, and the funniest so your part. Your team didn't win then? No. I mean, I did my part, but it was funny because the the winner got, or the winners, the other team is, you know, partners. The other team got uh, jersey signed by Coach Cal, and I got an umbrella and a cup that had UK on it. So, I mean, I needed an umbrella anyways, and I didn't want to spend money on it. So I guess it's a win. But, yeah, it was it was, it was an awesome experience. Yeah, you you can't graduate um, as a student at Kentucky without smoking a layup in front of Rupp. It no. Just, you have to do it. <laughs> it's part of the experience. <laughs> but um, not many missed shots from Kentucky basketball either. You went no. 11 of 13. What did we go? We went to 8 of 13 from 3. Um, what, what a phenomenal game. I mean, you could just point at so many, like I was trying to, like, I usually like trying to start with like the most notable performance and it's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, I go with Oscar eight of 10 from the field, 17 rebounds, 22 points. This is like a national player of the year performance from Oscar, or you can go to Kaysen bounces back. He had 19 points, nine assists, four steals. Um, home Kaysen Wallace. I'm telling you. Home case in Wallace is unreal, and then away case in Wallace, it's it's like where'd you go? But even like home case in Wallace, like his shot has been struggling a little bit yeah. as of late. But he bounced back. You go down the line, Jacob Toppin, thirteen and twelve, five assists, a steal, only one turnover, made a three, shot over fifty percent. You go to Antonio Reeves, twenty-one points, eight of thirteen shooting, four of seven from three. Um, just could not be contained. Like there, you can go up and down the roster. And it's like great performance, great performance, great performance. Chris didn't have a like incredible standout performance, like relative to everyone else. But even he played really good in his role. I thought CJ. I don't even think he took a shot, but CJ went out there and gave us pretty good minutes on both sides of the ball. Um, this is a team that is clicking. 
at just about the right time. You know, obviously you want to get hot in March, but it's like, you don't want to go into March cold. Like you need to start gaining momentum. They're starting to gain momentum at the perfect time. So many games this year, it looks like we're so close. We're so close. Like Florida, great first 10 minutes, pretty good second half. But then we had that, what they, we gave up like a 20 to six run to Florida or something. To close to out the half. Run, yeah. yeah. 22 to six. Like, and you go to, I'm trying to think like Tennessee, we were up half by 20, but even then they start chipping away. So it's like, we're looking for that complete performance this Saturday. We saw it. Kentucky was up 40 before the walk-ons came on. They went 86 to 54 Scott initial takeaways from that game. Hey, the crowd was amazing. Um, everyone showed out. That was awesome to see. Uh, and that meant a lot to me because my dad, he, he was also down for the game. So I was glad that he said like, it was, loud as hell like it was a great game for him to watch so yeah crowd was great but in terms of what happened on the court I, mean, I have no complaints like the only slight complaint I have is that we only took 13 threes I, w- I would like to see that a little bit higher from here on out and like lately we've been taking a lot of mid-ranges but there's that's like the only slight negative everything else like everyone performed well um, my girlfriend was like you know, because at, at kind of towards the end of the game on the Jumbotron, they'll do, like, player of the game, and it was Oscar. And she's like, no, it should have been Reeves. And I was like, no, it could be Oscar. I was like, or it could be Kaysen. And, like, that's that kind of shows, like, everyone, like anyone could have been player of the game. Like, out of, like, four choices, like, they were so good. Toppin filled up the stat sheet, 13-12, and then five assists. Shot, shot the ball well. Kaysen Wallace did another, you know, another great performance at home. 19 points, four steals, nine assists, only three turnovers. Uh, and then Oscar, I thought Oscar was going to struggle this game against Jani Broom. Jani Broom is a really good rim protector, and we know that Oscar does not do well against length, and he pooped all over him. It was awesome. And it's like, that was like vintage Oscar Shibway. Like, I don't care who's really against me, because last year, even against rim protectors, he wasn't the Oscar Shibway that we knew, but he was still, like, good. This year against rim protectors, he's been kind of awful, but... This was like, I don't care who's in front of me. I'm going to dunk. I'm going to get my rebounds. I'm going to do what I can. And um, he only had one turnover. And then my favorite player, Antonio Reeves, he, oh, my God, just I don't think any of his threes hit the rim. Like, just swish, swish. It was so aesthetically pleasing. It was, I think I rated that game yesterday as the fifth best game that I've seen at Rupp since, at, you know, being a student here. It what, was, were your, what were your better games? Because I couldn't think of more than two or three. Uh, Tennessee last year, Tennessee this year, Alabama last year, and then Auburn my freshman year when we beat them to win the SEC title. Mm-hmm. Just because that had like title implications and it was yeah. a close game throughout. Um, I feel uh, I think this was better than Tennessee this year, personally. Really? Because I think Tennessee it kind of died in the second half because like. Tennessee was coming back and we were up a lot. I think the crowd kind of died out. Even when we were up 20 to 25 and this game was over, the crowd kept going insane. It yeah. was a phenomenal atmosphere. Start I just finish. hate Tennessee, but it's very true. Yeah, it was it was just it was an awesome game. Like and and that's what and what you're talking about how we're peaking at the right time. This feels like the opposite of last year. Last year, even when we were winning games, it wasn't like we played Ole Miss on senior night and it was kind of bad. LSU, we had to grind it out. You could tell that things were kind of falling off. We're now getting guys back from injury, you know, and guys aren't getting hurt now. It's like 
complete 180. And like, we still got to get Severe back, who is, mm-hmm. you know, according to a lot of high saber metric websites, he's been our third most impactful player. I don't even believe that. And I'm the biggest Severe Wheeler fan in the world, but I still think he's extremely impactful. And everyone talks about how much impact he has. As soon as he gets back and, and gets back into the swing of things and kind of comes off the, the, the bench and fills that spark plug role, it's going to be great. And what I did see something funny kind of related to that. So CJ obviously played yesterday and he, he checks in for his first little four, three minute, four minute stint comes, comes back to the bench and he's at the end of the bench talking like the trainer. And he is, he is gas. Like he is like personal breathing. He's like, <laughs> it was the funniest thing of it just shows like, Hey, you know, it takes a while to get your win back. So it's going to be good for him to get some more extended minutes once he gets his, his lungs back. And I'm sure Wheeler will have to do the same, but we're, we're treading at the right time. And, since um, I, I did see uh, Pels tweeted something about this in his in his circle. I'm so grateful that I could be a part of that circle uh, on Twitter. But uh, the in, in our last four games, we are the best team in the country according to Bart Torvik. We have the third rated offense, the 54th ranked defense, which is given who's on this roster, that's great. Um, and then if you even want to go back to the Tennessee game in January on January 14th. We have been the 11th best team in the country with the fifth best offense and the 67th best defense. That's such a great improvement, and it's just it's really good right now. Yeah, you, you talked about Savir coming back, and I, I saw one tweet. I think it was – I'm not even going to say their name, but we all know who, like, the most miserable fan in all of Kentucky basketball Twitter is. Um, I don't even know. That's a long list of people. They're – yeah, but yeah. they they tweeted out it's like, oh wow, Kentucky's playing their best basketball with Savir out, and it's like, can we can we can we just like enjoy a win without starting drama? Like, please, just once, and just once. Yeah, and, and there's been wins where Severe had like when Severe was coming off the bench, like Ole Miss, like we probably don't win that game without him. Like where he's Florida. come off the bench, yeah, Florida, the Florida like, home game. Yeah, there's been games where he has literally won us games off the bench. I don't. It's just odd. People are weird. Here's the thing. I'm a huge Adu Thiero fan. I can't wait to see him year two. I like seeing him in stretches in year one. Like people are talking about year three, year four Thiero. I think he's already making great impact. I don't think he's ready to run point guard. And I think we see that every single time we give Kaysen a break. There's a reason Kaysen's playing 39 minutes a game at point guard. I think he came out for point guard for like one minute in the first half, you know? Mm-hmm. And like Adu Thiero, like checked in at point guard. It was like a five point game or a six point game. And it's like turnover gave up and one layup. And it's like, you like, we were about to go in the half, like up five, up six. And all of a sudden, it's a three point game, one possession game. We check Kaysen back in, Jacob three, Kaysen three, Oscar, it's free throws. And all of a sudden, it's back to 11. So, like, we're, we're seeing how hard it is. Like, we cannot take Kaysen out of the game at point guard. Um, but you can do that when Savir is there. Again, I love Thero. I think he's great as like a combo guard, a two guard, a three guard, like kind of what like Chris Livingston's doing. Kind of like, you know, a slasher can switch multiple positions, uh, just does so many things, hustle side, physical side. I just don't think I'm ready for Thero to run the point guard yet. But Wheeler can for sure. And I think you come back, and again, I'm not saying we go back to like November where it's like, all right, Wheeler's our whole offense and it's dribble, 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 try a post up with Oscar. And if that doesn't work, then kick it out for Wheeler to get like a 
final five second in the shot clock yeah. shot. Um, that's not what I'm saying. You're talking 10 minutes a game, maybe if Kaysen's playing great, maybe only five to six minutes a game, maybe if Kaysen's struggling, you could bump that to 15, 20 for Xavier. But whatever the time is, you're getting very efficient point guard minutes from a guy who's probably the best backup point guard in the country. I mean, I I think Severe should be getting at least 15 minutes a game. Like, I don't really but like, think it's... In a game like yesterday where Reeves and Casey oh, yeah. playing so well, you you just let them keep playing. Right, but for sure. I, but there's also games like we're... I mean, literally just this past week at Florida where mm-hmm. if Wheeler comes in, like, I think we probably beat him by... I don't think we have to sweat because Casey was... If I'm, like all his worst game of the year. Yeah, yeah, he was atrocious. Like, there's been games where Kaysen just does not have it, and our offense kind of struggles because of it, where, like, you put Severe in. Because that's the thing with Severe. If you look at his, like, game log, he's very consistent. His highs aren't that high. His lows aren't that low. He's just – he's out there. He's going to make plays. I think we need – like, obviously, Kaysen is much more capable of doing bigger things than Severe, but he's also shown that he could do less than Severe. And I'll just – that's the that's the one thing with Kaysen is that he's very inconsistent with his play at times, um, and I I just I think having a guy like Severe come play 15, 20 minutes and give Kaysen a rest and even move Kaysen back to the two guard where yeah. his off ball scoring is still really good, and uh, by all intents and purposes elite uh, graded on some you know sites and and if you look at the stats a little bit deeper but back to what I was saying like just having a guy like severe that can change the flow of the offense. And even like I said, the way that severe has been playing since being moved to the bench and getting, you know, 18, 22 minutes a game, he's been great. Like he's genuinely been like really, really good. He has such a good imp- uh, impact on the offense. You have to play him, but there's going to be idiots out there that just, they don't understand it. And because he's short and it, it is what it is, but uh, yeah. Once he gets back, I think, like I think, right now we're playing like a top ten team in the country. I think once you get him back, I think the sky kind of becomes the limit. I I really do, and yeah, it's it's an exciting prospect to think about. Yeah, I, I getting CJ back is a step in the right direction. Um, We got to see some more of the Benny lineup. I don't have the splits in front of me in terms of what that lineup looked like. But even I don't think CJ took a shot. You can tell how much attention that he was getting, you know? And, like, that matters. Yeah. yeah. Like, just spacing, allowing Case in open driving lanes. A guy that Auburn's like, I need to pick him up in transition. And that allows Chris to get dunks or Toppin to get dunks or Oscar to get dunks. All of that stuff matters a lot. And you had Savier back. Again, it's like last year, it was like we were so hot, and then we were losing guys, and it's like, all right, how can we piece together wins? Now it's like we're getting hot, and we're adding to it. Like we went from, okay, how do we beat Florida on the road shorthanded? How do we find a way to beat Mississippi State on the road shorthanded? How do we beat Tennessee at home and on the road shorthanded? And we found ways to scrape together these wins, and now we're putting it together. You blow out in Auburn. You're getting healthy. That just... It goes a long way. One guy I really want to talk about, because this is a guy, you go back to the summer all the way to the Bahamas, where I thought this guy played very well in the Bahamas, but we're even looking at him, and it's like, Jacob Toppin, if you want to be elite, if you want to be an impactful player on this team, you can be, but you 
you get lazy on offense at times. You don't hunt your shots. Um, the shots you do take aren't good shots. You're fading away mid-range. If you want to be a huge, impactful player on this team, you could be an all-SEC caliber player, but you need to make that next step. You need to be more aggressive. Even Cal has said this. I didn't Cal have a quote where he's like, why would you want to be that guy, referring to Jacob Toppin in the first half of the season, where he's like, where you can be aggressive and be confident and be this guy, which is referring to Jacob Toppin over the past 12 games. Mm-hmm. I feel like every single time I watch a Kentucky basketball game from E-Zone, I look up at the scoreboard with like five minutes left in the fourth quarter and Jacob Toppin is like 12 and 11. Yeah. Like every time. And I'm like, you did that so quietly, but he does it efficiently. Like yesterday shot six of 11. So over 50% took one, three and made it 13 points, 12 rebounds, five assists, one steal kind of just did a little bit of everything and a little bit like of a lot of things. So if we keep getting that performance from him, he just makes everything easier. When Toppin is shooting and being confident, that allows you to play Chris Livingston at the three. That allows more post-up opportunities for Shibway. That allows driving lanes for Kaysen and Savir and even Reeves. It opens up so much. He's been such an important piece of the turnaround. If you go back to like after, what was it, that South Carolina loss or even like mm-hmm. his most recent Georgia loss, you look what the difference is. It's Jacob Toppin's play in a big way. Yeah, and... I'll I'll never forget this because I like to be right. Uh, after Bahamas, I was like, I get that Jacob Toppin's scoring a lot of points, but the shots that he's taking are not going to translate once you get to like the season. People are like, "Yo, fuck you, Scott. You're so negative." Like this, I'm like, it's the truth. Like, uh, and you remember the Bahamas? He was just taking mid fadeaway mid ranges, and he was shooting more threes. Which I was, I, that's I did say I love that, but in the Bahamas, there's a lot of fadeaways, a lot of pulling up from two. I'm like. He's not being that aggressive. And lo and behold, the season starts and he is doing that and it wasn't working because competition is better. But then, you know, the past month we've seen him starting to shoot more threes. We've seen him taking to the to the rack stronger. Things that we've been asking for. And it's changed the lineup and it's changed our offense so much. And I I still want him shooting more threes. He's mm-hmm. only shooting like one, two. I want him taking like four a game because he could do it. Clearly, he's so hot right now. Why not? And and it's it's just one of those things where now it doesn't even really matter who's running point. Now it doesn't really matter who's at the three because you now have an extra perimeter guy who's at least serviceable. That defenses are kind of like okay. Now we got to pay attention to that. And like you said, that's going to open up lanes for Severe Case and even Reeves, whose finishing has gone up the past couple uh, games. So things like that. It. That was the one thing that I was scared about coming into the season was, okay, we don't have enough perimeter threats around our guards because, you know, we have Toppin at the four, and I don't know if he's going to shoot, and he wasn't shooting. But now he is, and now we're seeing the offense that probably should have always been happening since the start of the year with Jacob. And it's just good to see him have that confidence, and I'm very proud of him because he looked disgustingly terrible at the beginning of the year. And he's looking, he's looking amazing right now. And he's just, he's doing the things that are, are making us win games. And he's evolved his game halfway throughout the year, about three fourths throughout the year to really make us a top team. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I mean, Jacob Toppin was playing a way that made BBN was like, oof, maybe we we're a little too hard on Keon, which <laughs> still, we've been, which we've been saying, but like for BBN to have like a self reflecting moment and actually yeah. like miss Keon Brooks, who they freaking hated last year for no reason at all. I wouldn't say hated, but they were too hard on him. 
but mm-hmm. allowing Chris to play at the three because Toppin's playing the way both Chris and Toppin playing the way they're playing that allows us our defense to be better too because if you have a six four physical like very high instinct defender and Casey Wallace locking down the point and then you have like a six seven Chris Livingston who could switch two through five you have a six nine Jacob Toppin who could switch two through five and those guys like at your forwards you're so much more defensive versatile too like 54 points against a good Auburn offense. Um, like I, I wouldn't, I was not surprised that we could drop 86 because I don't think Auburn has anyone to guard any of our guys other than again, Joni Broom. I expect them to be a little bit better on Oscar. He couldn't do anything against him, but the fact that we held a Auburn team that could just randomly get hot from three for no reason to 54 points. And like eight of them came like against our walk-ons in the final two minutes. Um, just, Great team performance, top to bottom. Uh, again, love the way Kaysen and Reeves play. If Kaysen and Reeves play like this, again, you said it's like a home away thing with Kaysen. But if we can get this level of guard play and then you add a CJ back, you add a Wheeler back, I always say it's the backcourt which carries you through the tournament. You need you need guards to make plays to win in March. A good big man like Oscar, he could win you a lot of games in the regular season. But we, even see, we saw last year, he couldn't even single-handedly beat St. Peter's. So if our guard play is cooking like this, we're a tough team to beat. I mean, again, I don't, I think Wendell green, super overrated. We, you know how I feel about Katie Johnson. I don't think he's good at all. Jasper, I I think he's a good player, but not phenomenal. Same thing with Flanagan. But I mean, we made those sec guards, which have somehow came into this game with a nine and six sec record. So not a bad team at all. They're like the fourth or fifth seed in this conference. We made them look like they didn't even belong to play in the SEC. They look like they were Big Ten guards or freaking, I don't even know. Like they should be playing at like WKU or something. It like it, it really, <laughs> we really made them look like they don't belong and just dominated them. Speaking of which, of WKU, kind of off topic, I had this dude in like my mentions from like a conversation back in July. I saw that. He was like, oh, look at Dante Allen now. And I'm like, congrats. He's playing in the Conference USA. This isn't a slight to Dante Allen. And the guy was like, well, yeah, now he's getting more opportunities. I was like, Dante Allen was given a lot of opportunities here. And I saw a lot of people talking about Dante Allen. This isn't just this one guy. Dante Dante uh, Allen was given plenty of opportunities here. And he chose to be one of the worst players statistically in college basketball. It's not a, it's not a Cal issue, but I digress. Auburn, good team. I mean, they almost beat Tennessee at home like we did like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And, and we – punk the shit out of him it was great that's a good roster too outside of i think wendell green is fine i think katie johnson sucks but wendell is fine because he could catch he's one of those guys where it's like you if he's on he is extremely hard to stop but if not um yeah he, he also gave you off too yeah he gave me the finger which that was hot i usually i mean we'll talk i'll talk you know shit to the players and warm-ups because they warm up right in front of us and i keep it civil i'm not a jerk you know I learned Uros Plavsic, some of, you know, some Serbian swear words to call him, but that, that was like my extent. I, I called uh um Wendell Green a garden gnome and he gave me the finger. So I feel like it's not that hard to get in his head. No, it was my, really easy. Yeah. He's also the same height as me. So it's like, I don't even know why he was that upset. It's a short guy calling, calling another guy short, but whatever. But, you know, I'm, I'm just really proud. And Auburn right now, they're ranked 22nd on Bart Torvik and then on Ken Palm, they are around 
I can't find them. But on Bart Tarver, they're ranked 22nd, and we are now 27th, which is awesome. We are as low as 81st, and that was before the Tennessee game, you know, back in January. So to see that, I think that just kind of shows the climb that we've made. Started the year fourth, ended up at 81st halfway through the year. Now we're back in the 20s. It's uh, it's awesome. Do you think we'll be ranked tomorrow? I college bet it's so weird this year like if you try making a top 25 it is so hard because it's like you're there's not that much differentiating like eight through like 40 like there really is not and like you even look like at the top like ucla is what four right now yes like that's stupid like kansas is three and we hung right with them until jalen wilson went crazy like i I feel like, again, when you look at, like, resumes, like, you have to consider, like, our loss way back, like, South Carolina. Like, net net rankings, it takes in everything. But, like, the AP poll, the coaches poll, it's a little bit more of, like, a a power ranking where it's, like, what have you done for us lately, you know? So, I think you could put us 25. Weren't we, like, 30 last week in terms of, like, if you count, like, the others receiving votes? So, I think there's a really good chance you could rank it. Who do we beat? to start the week so we won at florida and then we blew out auburn yeah why not put us at 25 i think we, i think we'll be ranked and i think with all these like website like we're 27 ken palm we're now at 22 which is pretty neat um like i think there's definitely a, a route for us to be, to be ranked and i'm ready now to be ranked. i earlier in the year i was like i forgot like i think we beat some teams like oh i think we should be ranked i was like eh, don't know yet but the way that we've been playing, absolutely, I think we should be ranked. I think we, I think we're playing like a top ten team. It's, it's just fun to watch, man. It's, it really is. And now yeah. we're probably going to be a three seed and in, in the in the SEC tournament. And I wonder what, you know, let all right. So let's predict. I think we beat Vanderbilt. We okay. we we better beat Vanderbilt. That's my last game at Rutgers. Yeah, if we I, lose, I will cry. I I'm crying regardless, but I will oh, cry yeah. a little harder. And I think Arkansas. How do you feel about that Arkansas game? Well, I'm going to the game. Oh yeah, I forgot you are. So I I'll tell you this. This might be biased, but I am not driving ten hours to Arkansas and ten hours back, and spending the amount of money that I am on an Airbnb and like. A ticket for the game and all like gas, everything, all, all that included. I'm not spending a whole weekend the week before midterms to do that. If I don't think we're going to win. So again, this is a very different scenario than when I'm like, I bought the tickets, but it's almost kind of came full circle. Cause I remember like a month ago, I was like, Arkansas is like under 500 in sec play. And we might not even make the tournament. And now Arkansas is super hot. And they just might've gotten like one of the best two or three players on their team to full strength. Um, and we're playing the best basketball of the year, so it's kind of like full circle. This is going to be a hype game again. But I, let's let's just say I do think we win. But okay. I think it's so tough because it's like you look at the you look at the SEC tournament. I think we win the first round. I think we can beat A and M. I don't know about the championship game. Yeah, I mean, I personally don't. I think the SEC tournament is stupid. <laughs> oh, it is. Um. And yeah, I remember like when you guys bought the tickets because it was like the group chat and they're like, you want to go? And I 
I couldn't. I wish I could though, because it would be fun uh, to go to Bud Walton. But I think I think it, I, I'm gonna be honest. I think we probably dropped that game because Bud Walton is gonna be rocking and seniors and all that. And I think it's gonna be close though. I think it's gonna be a really good game. I think right now, I think us. Well, that's their senior night. Oh, if we yeah. win that, I'm gonna go insane. Yeah, it's it's. I think right now the best teams in the SEC are Alabama, number yeah. one. Even with everything that's going on with the program, I um, us at two, like just in terms of how we're playing, us at two, and I'd probably say Arkansas three, Tennessee four, A and M five. And I yeah, get that A and M just beat Tennessee, but I cannot A and M's A and M like. They don't scare me. But no, I, think I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think they're a good regular season team. Like, Buzz Williams coaches them very well. But I think, like, they're going to get jimmied and Joed when it comes to March, in my well, opinion. They do, well, we, they do have some jimmies, and they got some, like, they Marvel, got a few. Coleman, Radford. They but got not, good not in, like, not, not so much guards outside of Radford. Yeah. They got really good big men. Like, but... they still have, who is that small forward that committed to us and then decommitted and went to Memphis? DJ Jeffries? He goes to Mississippi State. Oh, I'm thinking of the wrong like maroon school. Yeah, that yeah, Damn. wrong yeah. maroon Adidas school. I would say like if that guy's starting from, they can't be that good. But he's not starting for them, so that's just a bad point by Sack. Dang it, Sack. Nah, I just I, I'm like, if you would have asked me a month ago, I didn't think this would be in the realm of possibilities. Hell, even after the Georgia game, everyone was talking about how the season was over and we're going to the NIT, including me. Like, yeah, I'm not gonna. I switched up. I. I'm spineless. I don't have a backbone. I, if I will switch up and I'm switching up and I'm fully committed to this. I mean, I know. Okay. I never not committed to this team. I have no choice to root for this team. I go to this damn school. You know what I mean? Yeah. But to be, to have optimism and I have a lot of optimism for this team, especially with the way that top is playing and the way that Chris is coming to his own. And we still got a freaking all conference guard that needs to return from bench and like, or return from the injury. Uh, it's just exciting, man, and I really hope we don't get let down because I can't do another one of those. Yeah, um, I, I do have some inside scoop I want to share. Not, it's not too relevant right now, and I think I also tweeted it out. But um, so my my dad, my stepmom, and my aunt and uncle were in town for the game. Uh, and uncle's first time in Lexington. They stayed at the Hilton. The the room across from them, Zepp Jasper and I think Alan Flanagan were staying in. Like. <laughs> they were literally across the hall from them. And they said Zap Jasper was a like a really good guy. Like stayed and talked with them for a while and uh just just seemed like a cool dude. Just wanted to just like talk, was super respectful, everything like that. Um, but they're staying in the Hilton and the next morning my aunt is just walking like through the lobby and you don't know you know the like those business conference rooms and like hotels and stuff. Yeah. She's walking past one of them and the door's open and she like looks in and it's Auburn's basketball team with Bruce Pearl giving like a game plan. And she hears just like, you can't leave 24 open. So I don't know if they're talking about like rebounding or on offense, but like, I'm probably a combination too because of how hot Chris Livingston's been. Mm-hmm. But their game plan centered around uh, like don't let Chris Livingston score, which to me is like hilarious because like you think about like offense, he's probably what, like our fifth guy. Fifth or sixth best player. And they did slow him down. I think he got in a little bit of foul trouble, only had like six points or so. But I think somewhere in the game plan, one, probably Bruce Pearl should have closed the door. 
And two, <laughs> maybe he should have had a game plan literally to try and stop anyone else because they literally did not. Cutting. Everyone else that stepped foot on the floor like went bananas against them and they had zero response. Yeah, it. I, I laughed at that. And that's just such a Bruce Pearl Auburn thing. But yeah, and the thing with Chris is like a lot of Chris's buckets don't really come from himself. It's like just dirty second chance or yeah. getting the ball down low and just making a play. Like, I mean, I I would make it a point to like try and stop Chris, but I I wonder what the game plan was. I really do. Because like Reeves was just butt open naked half the time, just swish, swish, swish. So I don't know, but great victory. Yeah, they're, they're my two favorite plays of the game. Um, one, uh, and Alex Weber from On3 tweeted out both of these videos. That's where I saw him, so shout out him. Um, the first one, Kaysen just stripped the ball right out of Wendell Green's hands. And while Wendell Green was complaining to the ref, Kaysen Wallace starts the fast break, out-sprinted all of Auburn, and then kicked to a, a I wouldn't even say wide-open Reeves, but like Reeves like caught it and shot it immediately before the closeout can get there. And it was like the quickest trigger I've ever seen in my life. And like, mm-hmm. again, just did not hit any rim. And I'm like, can we do that more? Like, can we just get five second offense with wide open Antonio Reeves threes just more often, especially when Wheeler comes back? And the second favorite one, again, Cason Wallace intercepts a pass on defense, has like a full court outlet. Chris Livingston, again, just out sprints everyone, catches the outlet, yams on everyone. Crowd goes absolutely insane. Um, like, I just hope we do that more often. I hope we use our athleticism, our shooting. I complained all year, like, stall ball does not fit our personnel. Getting out, running, moving, trying to create offense with our defense, that is, I think, what best fits our personnel. So I'm glad to see we're doing that more and more. And I hope we do it more and more, especially when Wheeler comes back. Same. Because I think this team can use a jolt of speed a lot of the times, because especially at the beginning of the half, the first half, Hazen was picking up his dribble a lot on offense. Like, he'd try to run a pick and roll, and he'd pick it up, and they have to reset the offense. We weren't getting looks. One thing with Wheeler, that dude never picks up the dribble. So, like, things like that where it just keeps yeah. the offense going, it'll be it'll be good to have him back. And yeah, I'm excited Wheeler, that. If Wheeler has possession of the ball, he is dribbling. Yeah, um, he does not give shit. No, no. And we, we need that. So, yeah. I hope the rest of the Big Blue Nation is happy as us right now. Appreciate you all listening. Hope you guys are having a fantastic weekend. Let's get behind this team. If you switched up, fine. I don't care. Um, WT, I don't know if you saw, he put out a really good message today. It's like, if you agree on something, if you hate the shot charts, if you you hate the coaching, you you hate the decisions, you, you didn't like the roster construction, at some point, even the most positive of fans like me has had a complaint about something that happened this year. Let's just put that all to the side. We're three days away from it being March where we have one more home game, two more regular season games. We go to Nashville, we go to the tournament. It's time just to forget all that, put that behind us, get behind our boys and go win a freaking national championship. It's time. Please. Let's do it. Yes. Cause I need to see one. I, we all do, but especially me, just me. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's do it. Thank you guys for listening so much. And as always go, Pets. No cats. Just need to clear my mind.